guys, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Loud and Seemingly Confident. Just wanted to let you know before we started, this was the first interview I recorded, so we had a little bit of sound issues. As promised in the title of the show, I am quite loud. However, my guest David is a bit more quietly spoken than I am. So if you're listening in the car, you might want to skip ahead to a different episode and come back to this one when you've got your headphones. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoy the show. Bring a second pair of pants to change into. Um, this is on a live television set with the Square Division. The Square Division who work with Katy Perry, who work with Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. like like cameramen everywhere. And I was like, far out. I forgot my pants. So I was like, oh well, I'm just gonna do it in my undies. <laughs> so I did the, my tech rehearsal in my undies with a pair of like thigh high boots. Welcome to Loud and Seemingly Confident, the podcast where we talk to young people who are doing or have been through some really cool and interesting stuff. And today we are recording our first episode ever. Uh, I don't know if it'll end up being the first one you guys get to hear, but it is the first one we're recording. So I have my guinea pig here today. Uh, his name is David Sandilin. David, how are you going? Ooh, hi, good. How are you? Good. <laughs> so David is here to talk about his uh, drag because he's an amazing drag performer but he is also a award-winning actor an incredible dancer and i would say you were probably one of the first people i became friends with when i moved to canberra um because we were in a show together like when i first moved here so yeah exactly long time ago um well that's weird because like you're i feel like you've always been here like like your personality is like within like a week i was like oh chelsea's like part of the camera scene like oh is that when you saw did she like when oh yeah yeah when i first started i i just came i came to camera and i was like okay i don't know anybody like i knew a couple people at work and then i was like i just i'll just find a show you know and just they're my people they're my people and so we're gonna i'm gonna find somebody that i like there um and strictly was the only like auditions that were Mm. around at the time i think so i Mm. I jumped on board with that it was weird though because in strictly everyone was either like under 16 or over like 28 and there Mm. was just like a few of us that were like 21 to 24 it was a strange diverse cast cast. Mm. yeah it was really weird anyway um, first off, I have a very important question for you, yeah. which is how did you come up with your amazing drag name? And we'll get to what it is in a second, okay. which I mean, it's, it's very clear where the origins are, mm-hmm. but every time I think about this drag name, it just makes me smile because oh, it's brilliant. It. Um, so can you please tell us what your drag name is and how you came up with it? Well, it's very timely in fact, because, um, the person that I modeled my drag name off just released an amazing um, song today we're recording but um with gaga so my name is ariola grande (laughs) so good um and obviously it's of um ariana who i adore and i just think she's incredible like i love her her vocals just kill my life like she's not like a super amazing performer like Mm. if you compare her to like a Gaga or like a Beyonce. Yeah. Like I don't watch an Ariana Grande performance to see like a spec like a spectacle. Yeah. I just 
I'm in love with her, her voice. voice. Like it's though she uh, does lack diction. Oh, for sure. <laughs> she does. Which is something that I have been told a lot by my acting coaches mm. that my diction isn't that great. Okay. And so I'm like, but Ariola Grande has made it with terrible diction. <laughs> so I, I should wait, be fine. I just mistook me for Ariana. You Did I say Ariola? I'm fine with that. You've made it. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm how's your diction? <laughs> I haven't had any complaints. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, how did you first, like, do you remember the first time you saw drag or found out that drag was a thing? Um, no, I don't remember. Cause I always just remember it was always kind of like on the peripherals for me. Yeah. Like growing up, obviously being like a young queer person, like, um, LGBT, um, youth. <laughs> Sounds so official <laughs> when I say it like that. Um, but like, I feel like I was always just generally interested in girl stuff, like yeah. over boy stuff and not, not, never really interested me. Um, but I feel like I naturally just gravita- gravitated towards that and it began in like later in high school and I was like, started to play around with girls clothes. I started to play with makeup. Um, not really knowing exactly what a drag queen was. Yeah. Um, being in Canberra, which is like, so you grew up here. Yeah. Yeah. I was born here and grew up here. Um, and I love Canberra, but it's not ex- exactly like you'd think the heart of drag or the heart of nightlife, yeah. um, which is where most people like kind of first get a glimpse into drag and drag culture. I mean, there is a drag scene in Canberra, but it's not huge. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, I decided kind of messing around with clothes and the, you know what the best thing was, um, 18th birthday parties and 21st birthday parties. Cause people just had these random themes and I'm yes. like, well, I'm going to wear a dress and oh, I'm going to wow. wear a wig and like kind of just go all out. And yeah. it was kind of like a safe space to be able to wear whatever the if I wanted. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, it kind of just um, graduated from there. Yeah. So you sort of started doing it more sort of around that 18 yeah. to 21. How old are you now? 28. <gasps> oh my I God. My oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you've been doing it for a while now, but you didn't yeah. sort of start till you were a bit older. Yeah. Well, at that 18, 19 phase was when I was, when I came out. Um, yeah. And if I hadn't come out to my family, I had, had already come out to my friends. So, like, I was a bit more comfortable exploring that side of me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call that drag at that time. It was more, like, androgynous. Like, yeah. I would wear some boy stuff. I'd put some, like, eyeliner on or... I will say I'm very jealous of your makeup skills. Oh, I, I do not possess them. Well, believe me. I can do one thing. <laughs> like, right. I just, I have one look, maybe the eyeshadow color changes and like, that's about <laughs> it. Whereas I see people like fully change how they look yeah. and how their face looks. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Well, believe me, I'll, I won't bring out the old photos because they were <laughs> like some horrendous makeup looks. Um, but I would say it's taken me like... 10 years to get yeah. to where I am today in terms of makeup. And I'm still, I can do my face well. I can attempt to do other people's faces, but um, it's hard. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And um, uh, what was I going to say? This is going really well. What kind of reactions have you had to your drag? Has it been pretty much all positive? Have you had any sort of negativity come at you? performing um, drag because like you said like i think canberra can be a really accepting place but it's also mm-hmm. a really small place so yeah. Yeah. um 
if there has been negative reactions, I've either just brushed it off or I'm like a bit, what's the word? So, like it's just happening. Oblivious. Oblivious to yeah. it. I'm just, um, because that doesn't make sense to me why someone would be that like negative or yeah. me. So I just think that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I kind of like, oh, well, poor you. Like, yeah. that's how you want to live your life, then go for it. But do it away from me, and I'm not going to really acknowledge that. That's a really cool way um, of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do I'm, I do take, obviously, feedback and, like, criticism to heart, but from people who I respect or, like, yeah. people. It's more about the art form if people don't like that part. Like, if yeah. I'm, how I'm executing my drag or how I'm executing my performance. That, that's different. Yeah. But uh, it's not like discrimination or being bullied for doing drag. I haven't experienced a lot of that. That's really cool. Um, but when I, so when I first really sunk my teeth into drag was doing La Caja Fall. What the is mu- that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, theatre connoisseur. I know, Chelsea. I'm terrible. So you know the birdcage with Robin Williams? Yes. Oh, I love it that. It was the musical. Right, okay, that preceded yes. preceded the birdcage. Yes, I think um, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I am what I am. I mm-hmm. am what I am. That's from um, Lakaj. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, some amazing, talented people. Ben O'Reilly played the lead um, drag queen in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's not in Canberra anymore. Um, I recognise the name, but I don't think I yeah. know him. Yeah. Um, Alex Club was in it. A lot of, a lot of other um, really talented Canberra people. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, 2014. Okay. So yeah. I was a little bit older at that stage. Um, like 22. Yeah. Um, but I had not really done drag fully until yeah. that point. So I, um, auditioned and I got the pass. Like, what the, how the, how do I do drag? <laughs> and all of, there was five of us, um, that got drag queen roles. And I don't think any of us had done a drag, like done drag properly before. That, um, and that just sort of beautifully equals out to, um, we were both in Kinky Boots last yeah. year where yeah. you were one of the angels mm-hmm. um, and you were sort of, there were five, six angels? Six. Six yeah. angels. Me, Jordan, Garrett, Ash, Lockie, me. Yeah. So there were six of you. And I think some of you had done drag before mm. and, and a few of you hadn't. So, But that's really cool to see that you did you know, uh, your first sort of mm. intrigue into drag was that f- musical that you did where you didn't know what you're doing and yeah. you've just done another one. Yeah, it was, it was like a full circle. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was in similar roles. Like in La Caja, it was like the drag queen ensemble supporting yeah. the drag The drag star. queen, yeah. And the same in Kinky Boots. It was like, yeah. And it was ironic. Um, this is like a little sidebar. But Rania, um, who played Lola, yeah, he... And we'll get to Dance Boss later, but when I did Dance Boss, the TV show, um, he was my backup dancer. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't realise Ronnie was on Dance Boss. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't know that. That was when he was still studying. Yeah, because um, he hadn't really done drag before he did no. Kinky Boots. He hadn't done a musical no. before, which was insane. Which makes me angry. Shout out to Ronnie because he was phenomenal love him but hate him also also yeah can you stop looking like that and being like everyone loves you and it's just too much okay um do you find that there is a difference between doing drag in a musical and when you actually you know do your own drag shows um yes and no the process of getting into drag um makeup and all like the like the underwiring of your how you wear your body and stuff like yeah that's the same um but it's a much different environment like drag queens like most drag queens 
well, they're nice, but like, it's a bit of a, it's not catty. But how do I put it? It's like, there's more, there's more ego and personality right. play, um, when it's you and another drag queen, like performing at a club or, you know, yeah. performing somewhere. Um, whereas in Kinky Boots, we were all working together to put yeah. on an amazing show. So it wasn't like, um, we were competing against each Not other. Not to say that there's no egos in musical oh, no. theatre. <laughs> we won't no. go there. <laughs> um, well, that's a given, but I mean, just, I guess the kind of end goal is um, a bit different. Yeah. From drag to musical And theater. how do you, what what types of gigs do you do and how do you get those gigs? Mm, good question. Mm, thank you. <laughs> so many gigs at the moment, you know. Just, oh yeah, yeah. right now. Uh, I will say for listeners, we, uh, I don't know when this will come out, but yeah. currently it is the 24th of May, so we are in the middle of the coronavirus, but mm. restrictions have lifted here slightly, so uh, I vacuumed my apartment for David, because it's the first time I've had somebody over oh, in a long time. Popped your corona bubble there. You did. Um, <laughs> yeah, so at the moment, not really much going on, but mm. usually when you'd have gigs, yeah. you know. Actually, something, actually nothing's come out at the moment, but something might come on social media soon, but um, check out my... This um, won't come out for ages, you're saved. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did an online drag competition um, run Ooh. by one of my fellow um, angels, Lockie. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that comes out soon, so... That's really Check exciting. out my um, Instagram, Ariola Grande AU. Oh my um, God. And I'm sure you'll be able to find where that is sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so gigs, that yeah. was the question. Um, so I just... Drag, like in terms of me pursuing drag more professionally, um, things just kind of fell into my lap. Um, like I didn't really... I've, I've sought out some gigs and opportunities and put myself out there a little bit. Um, but generally, because like we were saying, the, the community in Canberra is quite small. Um, so um, there's a lot of... Uh, opportunity to be to put your to put yourself out there but like there's up there's i'm going around in a circle <laughs> like there's there's a market for drag queens yeah and if you're in the right place at the right time you know you know the right people yeah you can generally just put yourself there and be like hey i'm here yeah and, like, and because cool. campus yeah. is a small place it's easier to know those people or or to get to know those yeah. people and because of my friends in theater my friends in the dance community like yeah kind of molded my place here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just social media is great. People say, I need a drag queen for this event. Or, yeah. Um, I, I'm i the resident drag queen. I don't know if this is good put this publicly well it's public anyway um but my friend owns a stripping business amazing <laughs> um and he does topless waiting and yeah um he said he saw there was like a um market for hands parties um strippers topless waiters he's like why not add a drag queen to the mix that's um, really cool capitalize on that and i've done a, a few things for him which is fun yeah um but yeah a lot of corporate type stuff um really yeah well, corporate in a sense, like it's not a nightclub. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, yeah. Like I've done stuff at UC and um, my first ever um, paid drag gig yeah. was at Bunning, the Bunnings Tuggeranong Christmas party. <laughs> that's <laughs> and I, amazing. <laughs> and I dressed up as Mrs. Claus and performed. I want to go to the Bunnings Tuggeranong <laughs> Christmas party. 
I last time I, well, not last time I went to a Christmas party, but I broke my foot at my yeah. Christmas party. So maybe oh, that wouldn't happen yeah. if I went to a Bunnings, tucking on one with a drag queen. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, I want to ask about a specific gig that you had. I can't remember what year it was, but you did um, an ad with the AFP oh, for Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And I just had a quick look at it before you came over. Mm. Uh, and you're very prominent oh, in the ad. And it's it's fantastic. And you, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, but I want to know how you got that. Because that's, like, that's not just, you know, a friend being no. like, hey, I need a drag queen for a gig. That's like, you know, that's the Australian Federal Police. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was amazing. And also, shout out to Michelle Hines. She lent me that costume to wear for that. Um, it was amazing. amazing. And the headpiece. Love and, Michelle. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, but that was also just through friends of friends. So, really? Uh, a friend that I worked with worked a new social media person at AFP. Mm-hmm. And Mardi Gras was coming up and they were like, we want to, we want to do something... Um, AFP supporting um, Mardi Gras and I think it had just come off the heels of um, I don't know if you remember she had done a social media video I can't remember what the topic was but it was a spoof of love actually where a policeman had come to the front door and was doing pulling the signs across oh yes I do think I remember yeah, that yeah so, and that got shared every which way yeah like, it was really it blew up um, so they had a bit of money I think and they were like let's do one about Mardi Gras um, and I only realised this after I did it. It's like, it was quite, um, I don't know, it's, it's quite significant, like, because Mardi Gras goes back to, like, it, Mardi Gras exists because of police um, persecuting gay people mm. and drag queens. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, fast forward, and, like, yeah, fast forward however many years, 40 years, 50, 60 years, um, and the, they're hiring a drag queen to walk down the street. Yeah. To post. For Mardi Gras. On their, I on went. Their I media. went to my first Mardi Gras this year. I'd mm. never been before. It was amazing. Yeah. And I noticed that there was a section of um, queer police. They yeah. had a section at the parade. Mm. So that's a really cool full mm. circle as well. Um, yeah, it is amazing. Like what you can get through friends of friends as well. Mm-hmm. Like I only I started doing stand up in October of last year. Um, And I've had a couple of like small paid gigs of like, you know, you get a percentage of the ticket sales or something like maybe you get 30 bucks for the night or something. Uh, And then someone messaged me who I knew through, um, they were like the marketing person for Heather's, which was another musical Uh, we did together. Bernie. Bernie, Yeah. Yeah. And she messaged me. She was um, organizing a stand-up comedian at a film festival Uh in association with her Canberra. um, And she saw that I was doing stand-up. And so she asked me if I would do it. Now, didn't get to do it because of the bloody coronavirus, Uh, but that is, you know, that isn't a gig that I would have been offered if I didn't know that person. So yeah. All about networking. Absolutely, absolutely all about networking. Um, I do want to ask as well, you know, drag queens have been around for a very long time, Mm. but I feel like more recently they've become really mainstream with like RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. And how does, how does, what do you feel about that? Um, Oh, it's awesome, I think. Um, Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a product of that. Yeah. Um, Like who knows if I would have done what I'm doing today, like if I hadn't been exposed to, you know, Drag Race, because Drag Race is now in its 11th year, 2009 really? it started. Oh my God. Yeah, which is insane. I feel like it's only been 
Like it feels like it's only been around for like three or so years that it's been that it's been sort of in everybody's mind outside of the community. Like there is barely a person in the Western world that wouldn't know, even if they've never watched it. They've seen it on the social media. They know what it is. They know what RuPaul's Drag Race is. I don't think that would have been the case in 2009. No. Yeah. It was very like, like a, not cult, but it was kind of a cult following like people. Yeah. If you knew about it, you knew about it, but it was kind of very like, um, niche audience. Yeah. Um, But I think it's awesome. Um, there are some people, you know, have the opinion that drag races, you know, ruined drag culture and um, everyone now, they think everyone's an expert on drag because they watch Drag Race. Yeah. But I always love the quote, um, uh, you're not an expert on drag, you're an expert on a TV show. Like, yeah. That's, they're two very different things. Absolutely. Not very different. Obviously, there's a lot of crossover, but like just because you have watched every single season or every single episode of Drag Race does, does not make you an expert on drag. Yeah. Um, in saying that, I think it's amazing that people like gay people queer people um infiltrating (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's awesome yeah do you think that that sort of thing then opens the door for more people like you to get to do more drag gigs like now that people are sort of it's in the zeitgeist that Mm. oh drag's really cool and drag's mainstream um that more people want to hire you to have their bunnings christmas party Paying my bills. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Because, well, as a gay person, I think you're more likely to be into drag. Well, maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Mm. Um, because, you know, drag is gay. Like, it's they're just kind of intertwined. Mm. Like, you, you can't really separate them. Um, but now with it being so mainstream, non-gay people and, like, Joe or Karen from finance, that was not... <laughs> That was a mistake. <laughs> Not a mistake, an accident. There's literally a drag queen called Karen from Finance. But like, you know, everyday middle-aged white woman yeah. knows about drag queens. Now. Yeah. And she's like, I want a drag queen at my party or, you know, I want to, I'll hire her for my work for the AFP, social yeah. media campaign. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because it is not just within the queer community anymore. Yeah. It creates more opportunities. But in on the flip side of that, there's more room for like, um, not manipulation, but like, taking advantage of yeah and it's the same with theater people it's the same with singers come and do it for exposure or yeah come and do oh. it for you know some some photographs like you'll get some photos yeah you, yeah absolutely like, mm. it's sort of you know like where we are at the moment you know during the bushfires performers mm. are the people that everyone goes mm. to to say come and do your work that you don't get paid enough to do anyway for free yeah. to raise all this money for everyone and they do it because yeah. We're all amazing people. Um, But now that there's no work, Mm. you know, they're the people that have the least support during this time. And And they were left out out of a lot of the um, government's stimulus um, considerations. I don't know in detail, but I know there was a lot of um, unhappy artists. Um, I'm lucky because that's not my main source of income. Um, Is it something that you do want to do more full-time, more professionally, or are you happy with it being like you have your sort of regular nine to five and then also do drag? Um, that's a very hard question. I've been grappling with that that's for fair. like the last 10 years of my yeah. life. <laughs> I think you ask anyone um, in amateur theatre, in drag, who does who do drag on the weekends or who like to sing at, you know, open mic nights or whatever, do yeah. stand up. Yeah. Like there's always that very difficult line that you kind of straddle. Like, how much do I love this? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and how much do I want to sacrifice um, to make it yeah. my full-time thing? Yeah. But speaking of your full-time work, mm-hmm. uh, we know that you are a public servant Ooh, because, <laughs> right, I'm a professional. You're a professional podcaster. Oh, my God, I really am. Um, we know that you are a public servant because you are on the public servant team on Dance Boss. The public servant. Wow. <laughs> Um, so can you tell us about Dance Boss? Not everybody will know yeah, what it sure. is. Um, Just stop clicking that. That makes right. sense. That was my pen. Um. <laughs> One professional podcast point. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dance Boss, that was a wild um, experience. Uh, so basically, it's a reality uh, competition show, TV show, um, hosted by Danny Minogue, and just lovely lady. Um, it was on Channel 7, and it's basically professions so workplace professions uh battling it out against each other in dance battles kind of yeah pretty this like the simple explanation of it so we were the public servants obviously um there was a maccas crew there was the printers who are some i love the printers (laughs) amazing latin dancers latin and ballroom um yeah and it was just basically i took a month off work in 2018 filmed we got five episodes in. Yeah. Well, lived the professional artist life for five weeks. Like, yeah. And I was like, obviously I wasn't a working performer. Like I was a contestant on a TV yeah. show. But it like fulfilled so many of my like dreams, like to work with the most amazing makeup artists, hairstylists, yeah. choreographers, like, Australia's best choreographers, like there is there is one move that you guys did that mm-hmm. I I can't get out of my head. Is it when Garrett did the splits? Well, when Garrett did the splits, <laughs> um, I dream about at night. Um, <laughs> Me but, too. But mine's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's one. Me, it's the same. Garrett. It's the same dance. It's that Katy Perry number. But there was one where uh-huh. you were all like on the floor and uh-huh. did this thing with your legs. Okay. Um, and it was just it was so beautiful. But I find it really funny to think about how that looks like for the audience that were actually there who uh. couldn't see <laughs> the crane shot like that we aerial, can all see. Movie. Yeah, so um, I really love that. I, I think it looked amazing on television, but I laugh a little bit when I think about how that looked to That's the people um, in the crowd. Well, I had a few friends, so I'll have to ask them, did you like... Yeah. Well, I wasn't... The girls were wearing short shots, but we were wearing trackies. Yeah. Um, well, inside a scoop um, for that. So originally, um, for that dance, the Katy Perry, it was our second our second week of dance battles, and we, all, we were um, um, against the marketing guys who were some great hip-hop dancers from Sydney. A lot of like popping and they could do break dancing and flips and tricks, which we have other skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, I was going to that. So originally we were meant, the boys, me and Garrett, were meant to be wearing short shorts too. Oh, okay. Um, with what the girls wearing. Um, and then we did our first tech rehearsal and we were meant to whip the trackies off from the first, because there was two sections of our dance yeah and while the other team were dancing we were like madly ripping off our clothes to put on our heels and have short shots yeah but um in the tech rehearsal i forgot to bring a second pair of pants to change into um <laughs> this is on a live television set with the square division the square division who are the creative directors of dance boss who work with katie perry who work with ariana grande mm-hmm. like prefer like cameramen everywhere producers blah 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 everything and i was like 
far out, I forgot my pants. So I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to do it in my undies. <laughs> so I did the, my tech rehearsal in my undies with a pair of like thigh high boots. Um, and then I think the Square That's Division. That's so in character. <laughs> yeah. And then the Square Division was like, hmm, maybe I'll put the boys in tracksuit pants. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. So yeah, that was um, interesting. How did you get into the show? Like, how did you find out about the auditions and put the team together? And um, well, uh, I just saw something on social media Mm. and I was like, "Do you work full time? Um, Do you love dancing? Like, and do you not do performing full time?" Yeah. Um, I was like, yes, I fulfilled both of those criteria. Yes. Check um, and check. Yeah, so I just put in, they just needed a quick video of you dancing and answered a few questions where you live, you know, what are your hobbies, blah, 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 general questions. Um, so I put it in and they got back to me. This was as a soloist. Yeah. Um, I said, we liked your application, but we're only looking at groups, um, which is actually, in hindsight, was a smart thing for them to do because getting people to organise groups with no guarantee of being cast would have been a hard sell yeah. they would have had much less people apply yeah um so like they love you but can you get a group together i was like hmm who i know yeah so first i was like at my department because i work in a very small department under 200 people and like, yeah the ratio of dancers is going to be very small and i don't even know like if i yeah anyway so like i'm gonna expand that scope to all public service yes <laughs> <laughs> um and it was during Strictly. Actually, that's oh, it when was, it all wasn't was it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think we had bumped into the theatre. Yeah. It's, and it was when I knew, it was when I applied or when I had heard. So, I think I was speaking to producers at that time. Um, and I had contacted Garrett from Strictly was in it. And yeah. Angela Angie. was also in Strictly. Um, and Sarah Tully. So, Sarah Tully was actually yes. originally... Oh, I remember in this, our, yeah. In our group. Um, she, obviously, she has a small... At the time, had a small baby, um, so it just it just got a bit. I once top. carried that baby up a mountain, oh and I'm God. very proud of that fact. Her baby is anyway. So cute. Oh, he's gorgeous. He's the most adorable baby. Yeah. Um, so it was the four of us, and then Alana, who is our ballerina, um, who also is a public servant and also lives in Canberra. The producers put us in touch and was like, "Hey, can you make something happen?" And we're like, "Yeah, okay." Um, and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> do the other teams like the Maccas crew and all the others were they mostly people who already knew each other or had also sort of um, been put together I think it was a combination like group to group yeah um I don't think all the Maccas people knew each other I think I think a lot of people work at Maccas yeah <laughs> so they were kind of mushed together as well yeah the printers like they knew each other they all worked in the same office um the marketing boys I think they were friends so, yeah, it was a combination of both. Yeah. Um, I think if Channel 7 knew you had an established team, yeah. that was great for them because they didn't have to they do have any to work. work it. Um, <laughs> but with us, yeah, and a few others, they just kind of yeah. pushed it. What was the reaction from your colleagues, like, in the public service that you were out, going on TV to dance? Oh, my God. Well, my immediate section where I, where I was working at the time, they were absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I called them my work mums, Heather and Tanya. They're amazing and... <laughs> Um, they, Heather, my boss at the time, even came up to Sydney and was on the show. Oh, wow, that's cool. They wanted the whole storyline of yeah. my boss being there because dance boss and yeah. workplace and she did an amazing job. Um, but they were so excited and 
they couldn't have been more supportive. They gave me five weeks off work. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, allowed me to like be identifiable as a public servant. Yeah. Because I was wearing, like kind of treading the line because you're a public servant. Like it's a bit yeah. taxpaying money, but these t- public servants are going on national TV. So, but it all worked out. In the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Are you still in contact with any of the like any of the judges or any of the other contestants? Ooh, I like that you think I'm friends with Adam Garcia. Well, okay, <laughs> here's my thing, and I wanted to bring this up. Do well, you know about the um like seven degrees of separation? Oh yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's this theory that basically between you and any other person in the world, there are seven degrees of connection. So you know someone and maximum. they know someone, and yeah, maximum. Like there's no, you can no, never you know, go more than that. No more than seven. Yeah. Um, and I. I'm a big Doctor Who fan and I was re-watching Doctor Who I reckon like a couple of months after you guys like after Dance Boss aired mm-hmm. and Adam Garcia was in an episode <laughs> and I'm like well I know David and Garrett and Angie and they know Adam Garcia so there are three points between me and David Tennant That's right. and on my bad days that makes me happy um, I love that I can provide that to you. Yeah. I also have a friend um, that I went to high school with who mm. worked with David Attenborough. So that's a big one up there. Oh, that's wow. only two. Like, that's, that's crazy. my friend and then David Attenborough. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoy Seven Degrees of nice. Separation. Well, it's a fun good. little activity. With um, Adam, because everyone was like, oh, my God, Coyote Ugly. Like, he's on Coyote. And I bet he's so sick of hearing that. Yeah. But that's nice. Uh, it's a different... Um, it's Doc- Doctor it's Who. One, <laughs> one single episode yeah. of Doctor Who that he was in yeah, yeah. but he has worked with David Tennant so yeah, that's right. That's right. yeah. Love it. <laughs> um do you think doing that show has brought you more opportunities as a dancer or oh it's hard to tell um and I at the time when when it was all happening and like when it was airing especially it was a weird it was just a very weird kind of place to be yeah really good but I was like never experienced anything like that before like people everyone not like kind of everyone was just on board for it and like so excited yeah. and people that like all from my from my childhood like everyone was just like so on board and strangers like strangers were tweeting about it i'm not saying it was the most highly rated tv show because it was definitely not the most highly rated show i watched it <clears throat> and that's all we need <laughs> um but just a flurry yeah. Obviously, I've never going through, never having gone through something like that before, um, and I always remember thinking, I'm like, oh, I need to capitalize on this more. Yeah. Like, I need like this is the moment to like get in know, there and or have a scandal or something. <laughs> like, you know. you should have put out a sex tape, David. Damn it. <laughs> I did, and no one watched it. No. <laughs> Keeping up with the sandalins. <laughs> That's right, um, but I think I think I did get some like doors opened yeah. because of it. Um, I know you could definitely put my name out there a bit more. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to tell. No one, no one was like, "You're on TV, so come and do this." Yeah. Like, it's a bit more like we were talking about before. Like, you just know people, and people know what. Yeah. You well, do I mean, you not... would have got to know a few more people, and mm. and maybe had a couple more connections there yeah. that maybe yeah, you'll sure. be able to pull some strings on. Yeah. In the future. Mm. Um, yeah, the television industry is it's a beast. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, I think it's even more cutthroat than theatre. Oh, that wouldn't surprise mm. me. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of theatre, thank mm. you for giving me that segue because right. I was trying to work out how to get there. <laughs> um, you you said that you you sort of probably got into drag from doing um, that Lacage. show, Lacage. Mm-hmm. 
Um, had you done a lot of musical theatre before that, or do do you do any just like straight plays, or no, only gay plays, only gay plays, <laughs> quiz. Um, so no, I'm I'm not a. I would say acting is not my strongest mm-hmm. um, suit. Out if if you put dancing, singing, acting, um, I'm probably least confident with acting. Yeah, which is a, like a mental barrier that I have to push through. Yeah. every single time. Um, which is crazy because I always hear in theatre people like, oh, just I just don't want to dance. Like, I'd rather I could do you know a monologue, but just don't make. It. I'm like I could go out and do ten dances, and be not nervous about them and be super confident. But I have to deliver like lines. Like that's what. See, I am the person who. Well, I don't not want to dance. I really enjoy <laughs> dancing. Mm. It's just it's not my strongest part. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, opposite for me. Yeah. So. I do remember though, like something that was that I really enjoyed when we did Heather's. Uh, Nathan, our amazing choreographer, yeah. shout out to Nathan Reddups. Really, yeah, I say really song. a lot. I've just yeah. realised that. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember Nathan saying to me after you know we'd been cast and everything, him saying that like I was someone that stood out to him during the dance audition, which completely surprised me because mm. it's never something that I ever think of being as my strong suit but the roles that I were playing mm. didn't really have dancing roles so he like fought for me to be in um my dead gay son which is oh, a man. song yeah. I'm <laughs> I'll just leave that there um anyway um yeah so he yeah like really fought for me to be in that song so that i could have a dance part um which i'm not normally put in the dancing Mm. bit so yeah but you say that you know you prefer to have more dance parts well it's not not prefer it's just that that's what i'm most comfortable doing yeah um i probably should yeah force myself to kind of I don't think I've I've done a play I've done plays in school yeah um but everything I've done outside of school has been musical yeah um but before so yeah the question was before Lacage yeah I had done yeah school stuff and I because I had studied at Canberra Academy of Dramatic Art and done stuff there and I think prior to that I did um my first show in Canberra theatre was Forbidden Broadway which is a mm. small, relatively un, like unknown show, but it's basically um, a theatre company in New York. It's kind of like a running um, spoof of Broadway and musical theatre. Yeah. Um, so they rewrite lyrics. It's just like literally, like um, what's the what's the word I'm looking? Parodies. Parody. So yeah. It's parodies of Broadway songs, um, and making fun of you know Broadway actresses and actors, like yeah. and their little quirks, or making fun of certain plot lines like um the one that just popped into my head is from um Les Mis on my own um yeah Cosette yeah that? or is it Eponine. Eponine sorry I'm not a big Les Mis <laughs> shoot me sorry um Eponine on my own and the one is in um Forbidden Broadway's on my phone um and it's basically just being bored throughout the whole show and waiting to get shot um huh, there you yeah, go yeah yeah um so that was my first show outside of um, after I finished studying. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favourite show that you've done? Can you pick a favourite child? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. But I was actually talking to some of my old friends from um, The Little Mermaid. Um, oh. And I think that was... Well, I have two. So Little Mermaid was the most enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it's like socially and kind of artistically because I had a big role. I had played one of the... Um, uh, 
Eels. Flotsam. I thought you were going to say Eels. Yeah. I don't know why. I was just like, that'd yeah. be a good part for David. With um, Louisa Blomfield, who was Ursula, and she was absolutely incredible yes. um, in that role. Um, and Jamie Winbank, who was my little um, eel buddy who played <laughs> Jetson. Um, but that was just, it was just a really fun show. Like, you know, when casts are just like yeah. so, they Meshed just gel and, so well. Yeah, and, like, it just works. Yeah. I mean, it, every show has their like little niggly like <laughs> dramas and this, but this one was just really good. I made, I made lifelong friends from that yeah. show. Um, but my other show artistically that I just love is Wicked. Um, oh, Yeah. I played Chester in that in 2016. Yeah. Um, and I just love that show so much. Yeah. Like, I know it's, like, the most mainstream and everyone knows <laughs> it, but I'm, like, a diehard Wicked fan. That's fair. Like, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you won a Cat Award for your performance <clears throat> in The Wedding Singer yes. a couple of years ago. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I can. Um, that was very unexpected, by the way. I did not... Like, not trying to be humble or fake, <laughs> fake modesty, but it was very unexpected. Um, so, yeah, Wedding Singer, directed by Amy Dunham and Sarah Hull. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen Bean Players show. Yep. Um, yeah, so we did that. Well, funny story, how it intersects with Dance Boss is I got into Wedding Singer with the role I wanted, George. Yep. Um, Who's based off of Boy George, right? Yeah. yeah. Essentially, yeah, just a Boy George character. Yeah. Um, I got into The Wedding Singer, and then I think two or three weeks later, um, I get a call from Channel 7 saying, you're on the show. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I had (laughs) not a lot of sleep that night. I'm like, what the hell? Well, obviously I I had to say yes to Channel 7. But I I really wanted to do Wedding Singer because this role was like... It's so good for you. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say made for me, but it was made for me. <laughs> I think it was made for Boy George, yeah. but um, <laughs> you were a second. Right. Um, so I was so keen to keep doing it. So I basically sat down with um, Amy and Sarah. I was like, I had, can I go on TV and come back and do the show? <laughs> um, and bless them, they were so good. They're like, yeah, yeah, like, and luckily George he kind of worked in isolation a bit in, in terms of how the show um, yeah. runs. Like it, I didn't do, I did some of the big dance numbers, but I was mainly with the band. Like, cause I, it's me and Dave Smith who played, um, I can't remember his name. Now. Robbie. Robbie and Tim Styles. Yeah. So we were the three bands. We were called, um, yeah. what was that band called? I don't um, it was just, anyway, come, it'll, come, it'll come to me later. Um, yeah. So it was good in that way that I was kind of be able to just jump in, to rehearsals when I came back. Yeah. And then Canva won. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, for people who don't know, is the Canva Area Theatre Award. And then it was the Cat Awards. <laughs> um, we had a lot of fun that night because I had never been to the Cat Awards oh, when before. When we went with Heathers? When we went oh, with Heathers. Oh, my God. Um, and we got to perform. We did Shine a Light from Heathers, which was one of my so songs, which I performed in a moon boot because yeah. <laughs> I had broken my foot. Uh, well, kind of, it kind of was fitting. Oh, no, because you weren't, you weren't playing... You're I wasn't Martha, I was playing Miss like, Fleming. You did jump off a bridge, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a different character and that hadn't happened in the show yet. No. But, um, um, but it was a lot of, because I had so many people say like, you know, the kind of awards are really boring, you got to sit through, like all of this stuff. But we performed oh in the first half and yeah. we performed like fourth or something yeah, like that. We and then by the time we had all performed and then gotten changed, like there were very few awards left. Yeah. And I don't think any of the ones Heathers were nominated for no, so were we were, left. The first act's always the 
junior. The junior stuff, so yeah. We, so we basically we didn't watch the whole first act. Yeah, we, we just... Had to be backstage we, to we perform. We went and got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we, we just got pissed. We got absolutely... And then we all sat, like, in the back of the theatre. Yeah. Um, and then you won, and then I won, and then Belle won. That's right. And so we're just, like, all the Heather's people at the back, yeah. just, like, super drunk and cheering like crazy. Yes. I was like, I don't know why people say the Cat Awards aren't That's fun. Right. I had a great time. That, that, out of my two Cat Awards experiences, that was by far the most fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Mm. Anyway, we might move on from yeah. uh, talking about theatre and stuff. We are getting sort of close to the 45 minutes, but I don't care. We're having fun. I've I'm got good. more questions. That's so I'm we're just going to keep talking. Um, you keep so... talking. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I know, it's crazy. Um, so I Googled how to interview someone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And one Learning of, new skills in isolation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things it said was um, this person was like, I always read the book of the person I'm interviewing. So, David, <laughs> do you have a book that I haven't read? Wow. <laughs> you I don't? Wish. Oh, damn. I give you my like diary from year seven. Or I something. mean, I'll take it. I'm sure I could write some stand up from it. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> but I also salted? found just some <laughs> random questions okay. that I really enjoyed. Okay. And I think we're just going to talk about them. Love it. Um, and one of them is, how do you feel about garden gnomes? <laughs> garden gnomes. Garden gnomes, right? Oh, do you um, have I an mean, opinion? They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the first thing I thought of was, um, you know, Floriad. They always yes. do the paint your gnome. I did that. So, do you do that? I did that last year um, with our friend Sammy. Like, as a... Um, like schools do oh no I just went as an individual we were walking around I had a broken foot again and so I needed to sit down so me and uh, Sammy just sat and and painted some gnomes it It was nice submitted them to the Florida no, thing? we took them home. Oh, okay. They took us about three hours to paint right. <laughs> for an extraordinarily long oh, amount of time. Yeah. I do. I so I. Do you like gnomes? Yeah. Children. I did like, like gnomes. Yeah. I didn't come up with this question, by the way. I did find <laughs> it on the internet, but it, I did come up with some stories. Mm-hmm. I had a like gnome garden when I was younger. Okay. Like I really liked gnomes, and so I would like find cool gnomes. We had like a section of the garden that was like my gnome garden, okay. but I think it came from. I have a lot of family in WA, okay. and about half an hour from where my auntie lives, there is a spot called Gnomesville. Mm. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Basically, what happened was like years ago, like 20 or like maybe 30 years ago, mm. somebody just like put a gnome in a roundabout. Okay. And somebody else was like, oh, that's cool. I'll put another gnome. And then, like, years later, it has become, like, a tourist stop. There are gnomes everywhere. And they're so, like, people write really funny things. Some of them are disturbing. I have a photo of somebody, like, nailed a gnome into a tree like it was being crucified. So some of them are full on. um, But a couple years ago, there was, like, a really big flood. And it, like, flooded away all the gnomes. So they're slowly rebuilding Gnomesville. That Um, reminds me of um, uh, all the Canberra people who, well, it's most going to be Canberra people, but um, on the way... What are you talking about? This is an international (laughs) podcast. How dare you? Um, On the way to Batemans Bay, this Pooh's Corner... Like, um, Winnie the Pooh. Oh! Yeah, so on the Clyde Mountain, um, which is like 45 minutes outside um, Batman's Bay. Well, I don't know. That could be wrong. Um, mm. People just put... I think someone must have just started putting 
teddy bears of Winnie the Pooh, and it's just grown and now there's they did those, well, yeah, like, very similar idea pictures then. and like the all Winnie the Pooh stuff. So that's really cool. There you go. So, Check it out next time you're on the way to the mountains. Yeah. Um, another question that I found, which I thought was great, mm. was uh, <laughs> how would you react if you suddenly turned into a fish? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I found this question. Yeah. I, I googled ridiculous interview questions, right? Okay. Trying to find really funny things that I could ask. But yeah. this was a list of like weird questions during job interviews. And I'm like, in what job interview do they ask you what you would do if you suddenly wow. turned into a fish? Maybe but... it's like one of those icebreaker questions. It's like, just yeah, we'll get to another one <laughs> okay. of the same list. <laughs> But I thought I would put this one okay. to you. How would I feel if I turned into a fish? What would? How would you react? So, I have a question back for you. Do, sure. do I like have all my known experiences? Like, am I still David? I think you're still David. But, but like, just like right now, you just like suddenly turned into a fish. And I have all fish. my intelligence. I think so. Okay. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, you're not near water right now. <laughs> That's my first okay. problem with it, is unless That's, you yeah, can we'll, jump up into that glass we'll, of water, which we'll you got to be a small fish. We'll cross that bridge when we get, we'll cross that up moat when we get to it. <laughs> um, no, but how cool would it be? You could go swimming in the ocean, explore, breathe underwater. Yeah. Have fish babies. Yeah. Some, some, some fish, male fish have the babies, right? Seahorses. Isn't that seahorses? Yeah. Are seahorses fish? Uh, they are. Are now. they? <laughs> <laughs> Effing cool to be a seahorse. Yeah. Surely, surely cool. there's some sort I mean, I would like it because then I wouldn't have to carry the babies. <laughs> be great. So you're saying that we're going to turn to seahorses and have babies together? I Is that what you're trying to get at with this I question? I mean, <laughs> it's over the entire reason. I, there's no podcast effort. <laughs> I'm not recording right There's now. a witch about to show up. Uh, she's going to turn us into seahorses and we're going to have babies. That's and what I I'm to sorry to force you into it. <laughs> You're not forcing me. I come willingly. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, and Okay. So I want to bring up this other question, which mm. I want to clarify. I am not asking you this question because okay. I don't know why anyone would ask somebody this okay. question, but I find it hilarious mm. that it was in a list of like, it was basically an article being like, you might be thrown these weird questions. Mm. Like you want to be able to react to them okay. and like show that you could. One of the questions on this list was, are your parents disappointed in your career aspirations? Wow. <laughs> Again, I want to make it clear, I am not asking you if your parents are disappointed in you. No. I just wanted to bring up this question. No, well, it's a great question because it's a great opportunity for me to like say how amazing my parents are. Go for it. Um, it was my dad's birthday yesterday, so happy oh, birthday, Oh, happy dad, birthday. Um, he better listen. Be um... No, they're not at all. Um, maybe when, because my dad was a professional soccer player. Yeah. Um, so maybe I think That's for cool. a few years he tried to make that work for me, which oh. did not work. <laughs> I went along. I went to soccer practice. I went to the games. And, yeah. But I think he he um knew pretty quickly that that wasn't going to be my my um, career. Yeah. Um, but no, they're both really amazing. They come. My dad, even the drag stuff, because my dad is very. Like masculine Italian Australian family, mm. um, soccer player. Yeah, but he loves drag. He loves coming to watch me. That's perform, really cool. Coming to Athena, like, cause I got really lucky. Yeah, <laughs> with my parents and my mum, she's the same. Like, loves it. She always 
like slightly embarrassing and funny, but she's like, I love that I have a gay son. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone should have a gay son. I was like, everyone, mm, okay, <laughs> everyone should have a gay son. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, the answer is no. My parents are definitely not disappointed. That's really good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. Who would ever ask that in a job interview? Yeah, that's a bit messed up. That's a ridiculous well, question. Actually, they might be disappointed that I'm just a public servant, like oh. nine to five. Maybe that's but I don't think so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're here because you're doing something really cool. Like that's yeah. the point. Well, here's a question I want to ask you. Maybe we'll mm. finish on this. Yeah. So I've called the show loud and seemingly confident because that's the way I once described myself. I am a very loud person, and I am seemingly confident. You know, there's a lot of, of insecurities and stuff that people don't yeah, necessarily see. Seemingly is the keyword. Yeah. Key I think yeah. I was describing myself because I was saying that um, I tend to attract guys that I'm not attracted to because. Mm-hmm normally shyer people are attracted to confident people yeah and you know that's a generalization obviously Mm. but because i appear confident shyer guys then tend to find me attractive and that's just not generally my type Mm. um is that how you would describe yourself is there another way are you you a confident person are you a loud person (laughs) um i think I always struggle and I never, I think just like introvert and extrovert also comes yeah, into play here. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, written in my notes. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. We are on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've never really been able to put myself because I guess growing up I was like, oh yeah, I'm an extrovert. But then I think it's more compli- like more complicated absolutely. than that. Like it's not like one or the other. And I was actually thinking about this last night. Um, being a performer does not make you an extrovert. No. At all. No. Like, and I think everyone assumes that. But it's so not the case. Um, it's just like, it's a, like for a lot of people, it's a job. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also just a passion. Like, I don't think <clears throat> um, just the, the act of doing theatre, drag, whatever it is, performing arts, is, is not a, like, it's not an extroverted thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have no, to, I you completely have to talk agree. to people, but you're working together. Like, yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I had the same thing growing up. I thought mm. I was an extrovert. Mm. And then I sort of went, shit, no, I'm an introvert. Yeah, but you kind of, before you realise that, like, when you're like, shit, I should be an extrovert. Should, shit, I yeah. should be going to parties and, you know, right? making putting myself out there because... I'm an extrovert. Yeah. I'm like, actually, no. I'm not. I don't. Have and that's to okay. Like, yeah, exactly. It's okay to be an introvert. I feel yeah. like you know, not everybody, obviously, but I think a lot of people sort of go, "Oh, extrovert is better because you're oh, you're no. there." But it's not. No, you know, no. it's just different. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. I think there's you know there are a lot of performers who are extroverts, oh, sure, but I know sure. a lot who are definitely introverts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just different side of you. You know. Yeah, and also like, it's hard, especially you know, when you're younger people expect you like if you because you're i think we're similar in that way like we are we we bring like a bit of spice to a party or like yeah no that sounds like i'm up myself i don't mean it's but like we have a lot oh, i like, actually bring herbs and spices yeah. to parties yeah. herbs, hey. <laughs> uh, um but like in the certain in the right situation i am an extrovert like, yeah with when i'm comfortable when i'm with good people when i've had a few drinks like i am an extrovert and then like kind of Maybe from those interactions, people expect you to be that all the yeah. time or in every situation, which is sometimes hard. Yeah. Because you're not... Um, but you're no, not always... You can't always be on 100. Uh, 100. Be on, well, yeah, yeah, 100% or be on. 
Yeah. Like all the time. Absolutely. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining me, David. This has been so much fun. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you come back. We're going to have some really interesting people from all different sort of walks of life and and different things. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Chelsea J. Heaney, which is H-E-A-N-E-Y. Or you can follow this podcast at loud and seemingly confident on instagram and david do you have any socials you would like to plug oh well i plugged my areola one already but i'll <laughs> plug it again um it's on instagram areola grande au for australia amazing yeah. areola like the nipple free the nipple <laughs> i'm really glad you clarified that yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right thank you so much thank for coming so along david all right oh. bye